This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Well, good morning, everybody, from beautiful, rainy San Diego, Ahanu. It's been raining now for three days straight, and I do mean straight. It means it rains all night, it rains all day, and it's still raining. But I suppose that San Diego needs the rain, so nobody's really complaining. You're very, very welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Honest to God series radio show. You're listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu. We've got a little bit of feedback on the line there. Not sure where it's coming from. And we can certainly hear at this end, and it's a little bit distracting. We hope it doesn't take from the pleasure of our show today because we are speaking about the profundities from the Akashic Records. This is really what Angel Rose and myself, Ahanu, have been doing for several years now. As a result of our readings from the Akashic Records, we recorded transcribed and summarized every session and it's these summaries that became known as the profundities that we publish each week on Angel Rose's website angelrose.com a-i-n-g-e-a-l-r-o-s-e.com and these are eagerly anticipated by email by thousands of people around the world and the transcripts from these a group Akashic Records have actually formed Angel Rose's book series, the first of which is A Time of Change, which can be got from atimeofchange.info or from amazon.com or Smashwords or in any of the electronic formats. And the second book to be published in November 2013 is The Nature of Reality. And you can pre-order that from thenatureofreality.info. That's all one word, thenatureofreality.info. And the profundities will, of course, become a separate book in their own right. And we're going to run through some of them today. So this is your opportunity to hear some of these profound statements from the Akashic Records, statements that have already rocked many people's belief systems. And today we are going to cover the summaries from the sessions on spirit guides, cosmic law, creation, and reality. Well, right now, Hannah, we're getting some feedback in our reality and it's broadcasting to I don't know how many other realities I don't know at the same time. Okay, so let's begin with these profundities. All right, so we just did uh, a profundity online about spirit guides and uh, spirit guides are an interesting topic because um, many people use them, many people certainly want to know about their spirit guides and readings. And I don't know how we got on the topic of spirit guides this one evening, but Source gave us some statements that we should uh, really consider. So the first one is that you can't say you are created in God's image and at the same time say that you are not powerful. That kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it, uh, Hannah? 
Yeah, many of these we'll just read through them because they really do stand on their own two feet. And others do deserve a little bit of explanation. But that's that first one, the outset about spirit guides, you can't say that you are created in God's image and at the same time say that you're not powerful. Is really, really a very simple and straightforward and clear instruction about self-empowerment. And that's what we stand for. And this is our message to the world about becoming becoming your own authority and not depending on outside influences of any kind, gurus or, or I mean, we did a, a quite a session on angels, archangels and ascended masters one time. And really what that was saying was you can pray to whoever you like and you can hold up there as your God or your goddess or your guru or whatever you like. But the truth is that if you are accepting the fact that you're creating God's image, then you simply can't say that you're not powerful. So take that one on board. It's quite a serious instruction, really. Right, and I do think a lot of people don't realize how powerful they really are, especially at this time right now when manifesting is occurring very, very quickly if you're paying attention. I was with my granddaughter the other night. She's six and a half, and she was doing her homework, and I was, uh, she was doing her math homework, and halfway through her math homework, she wanted to stop. And I sent her the thought because I knew there was a faster way to do what she was doing. I didn't say it out loud, but I was just thinking that it would be much faster if she would do it a certain way. Well, like a minute later, all of a sudden, she caught on to that thought and she started doing it the way that I was thinking. And that's how fast things are occurring now, instantaneously between what you think and what manifests. So take take that you know never was there a time where the energies were more potent to manifest things you desire or to uh understand um your own power that you have within you so the next one was until we realize that we have the same connection to source as any spiritual being we will have the need to invoke a spirit guide angel or an intercessor and that's an important one too, Wahano, um, because it is a process. And, and I'm not trying to say that people should not invoke these other um, guides or beings, uh, but it is a process where gradually as you m- grow more and more into your own self-mastery, uh, the need to do that um, will disappear and hopefully you will actually merge with your own angel self. I think you're absolutely right, Angel Rose, that this is one about us stepping into our self-mastery. It's about growing up. It's becoming, it's, it's for us, an instruction for us to become mature because it reminds me of as children, we do need our parents and we'll always invoke our parents and we look to our parents to feed us and protect us and keep us safe and warm. And the time comes when we enter out into the world in our own two feet and we stand in our own power. And that's what this statement is saying, that until we realize that we have the same connection to source as any spiritual being, then we will have the need to invoke some spirit guide, some angel or some other intercessor or a mother or father of some kind and hand our power away to them. We're no longer at that point, folks. Let us grasp the fact that we are wise, we are loved, we are forgiven, we are innocent, we are powerful, and we have our own connection to the divine. All right, the next one is just because something is in spirit doesn't mean it is wiser. 
And I think that's a very important statement from Source Ahana because, you know, I've talked to so many people um, long ago, even I had a friend who was very much into the Ouija board, which I do not endorse uh, at all. But anyway, she was getting messages supposedly from uh, St. Teresa at the time. And um, the information coming through was obviously distorted. And yet, um, because she just assumed that if it was coming from St. Teresa, it had to be correct. You know, she was following the, you know, the spirit's orders. And, you know, there are lots and lots of spirits that are disembodied out there that are floating around that are on the astral planes that aren't exactly uh, wise or haven't really grown so much in their own soul evolution. So discrimination is super, super important. Uh, when you're, you know, beseeching help from anywhere. Yeah, so really this lesson is about that not, it's not necessary to beseech help from anywhere when you have grasped the fact that you have your own connection to source and that you have, are a very, very powerful being. So the other second part of this same line, this same lesson, just because something is in spirit doesn't mean it's wiser, is is also saying that discrimination is necessary. See, we tend to think that just because we're in a body and something, some other entity or whatever is in spirit, that it's wiser. But it's not. It, it's not necessarily the case. And it's about us developing our discrimination to be able to determine if something is wiser or not. Okay. Next one is every one of us has an aspect that is an archangel. And I think this is important also because, you know, I think some people would say it would be at the level of the oversoul or the level of seventh or eighth dimensions where you actually have an aspect of yourself in your your infinite self, multi-cells, that actually is an archangel. And I have had an experience of merging with mine. So, again, any good guide or any good advisor will actually lead you into your own uh, self-mastery and your connection to source directly and will steer you away from your codependence on it. Yes, this is one area that we actually encounter a huge amount of resistance because it's like people have their pet archangel and because of that, anything we say about not depending on them or going direct to source, we meet with resistance. And that resistance is understandable. It just shows that there's still a need in some people to hold on to some other entity outside of themselves and hand their power away to them. And that's okay. God is an infant patient. So really what we're saying is develop that connection of your own with source and you can invoke who you like in whatever form you like as long as you're making a conscious choice around it and you're not handing your power away in the process. Okay, the next statement was as long as there are hordes of people invoking spirit guides, it keeps them in service to us. And I found this an interesting statement because Source went on to say, um, you know, that eventually a spirit guide would like to be able to move on and, uh, you know, go towards its own ascension and move into its next path. 
and that, uh, you know, if we establish too much codependence on a spirit guide and continually ask for their help and aren't really learning ourselves, that that actually kind of binds them to us indefinitely. So I thought that was an interesting thing because, on the other hand, I do know there's many spirit guides who are just thrilled to be able to have that job. So I'm not trying to say that all spirit guides aren't happy to be spirit guides. It's just that there does come a time when they also would like to take their next step. All right. It says, spirit guides can pick a random name to satisfy our need for identity. And this actually um, is something that I've encountered giving people many, many readings is you'll you'll get the people that want to know the names of their spirit guides, how many do they have, and their names. And sometimes the beings that are guiding them at the time are from frequency bands that are really so um, beyond the earth that if you give them a name, it actually um, does some injustice. So... Oftentimes they'll chuckle among themselves and they'll make up a name just so that you have something to identify with. And uh, and but you know the exception to that is if you have a spirit guide that is um, a relative or someone who's passed on. That's a whole different energy, a whole different vibration. I'm talking about the ones that would have been your mentors for many many lifetimes. Okay, ask yourself: Are you calling on a true spiritual being? Or are you calling on a thought form? What do you think about that one, Hannah? Yes, I really enjoyed that one because, you see, we have to consider what's happening here. When people believe something individually, it has a certain amount of power. But when people believe it en masse as like in a religious belief or some kind of a, a mass vow of some kind or, or a, yes, a belief system, it then develops... A, tremendous power in its own right and it can actually survive as a thought form with its own energy and we understand a lot of spirit guides supposedly or spirit beings are actually thought forms and this is where the discrimination is necessary and we've got to develop this ability to be able to discern who we're talking to and the question is very valid ask yourself are you calling on a true spiritual being or are you calling on a thought form. And I think that goes too with the fact that we have many ideas about beings that might be out there um, through history. Do you know that, that people would talk about, you know, this saint or that saint or, you know, this angel or that angel and we call upon them. But, you know, how do you know if it's the collective thought form about that being that you're really hooking into or the being itself. So it it is something to think about. Okay, so it says spirit guides offer their service to humanity, but they can also be bound by it. And we kind of went over this already about how a spirit guide could, um, you know, be at your service indefinitely, you know, if you need them. All true spirit guides will support your spiritual mastery, not your dependence on them. How we've talked about that as well already. In the same way as we have higher aspects, there are higher aspects within all physical elements. Well, this was a conversation, Ahano, that I believe someone had asked the question about elements 
rocks and, you know, um, minerals and things like this. So, um, but what Source was explaining was that everything had life, a life essence inside of it that was evolving. Yes. You're listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on the Honest to God series. We broadcast every Saturday morning from the west coast of the United States of America. We're Pacific time now, 8 a.m., but we're 9 a.m. Mountain Time, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and for our friends in Ireland and throughout Europe, 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. We're speaking about the profundities from the Akashic Records, and Angel Rose and I have been reading the Akashic Records for many years, and these are the summaries. These are the profound statements that we have transcribed from each of those sessions. And specifically, we're talking today about spirit guides, cosmic law, creation, and reality. If anybody would like to call into the show, you call on 805-292-0349. But for now, we're going to motor on through all of these various statements from the section on spirit guides. So the next one in the line of profound statements on spirit guides is that dark nights of the soul can be an example of a spirit guide stepping back to allow you to grow in self-mastery by disconnecting your dependence on them. Think about that one. I've gone through that a couple times in my journey. That's how I know this statement is very, very true. Um, You know that you go through these periods in your life where you just feel totally abandoned and maybe before you'd be aware of a presence that would be there to help you or perhaps an answer would come quite quickly for you and then all of a sudden you go through this period where there's nobody there, nobody home and you're knocking and asking and nobody's answering. But what I found was that my guides would step back and just let me figure it out on my own or, you know, uh, challenge me to be basically grow up in some way and uh so they, that does happen and people need to know that they're not really being abandoned they're really being asked to you know come to task in a little bit of a bigger way it is our own holy spirit that mediates between us and god all right and we all do have a holy spirit aspect of us inside ourselves And that is our mediator. Every one of us was born with it, and uh, we can call upon it, and it's in our own consciousness. It's there, always always was, always will be. Now, if you're going to establish a rapport with a spirit guide, establish a rapport with your own higher self first. And your own higher self in this aspect is your own Holy Spirit, that you can just call on and know, once again, know it's inside of you, not outside of you. It's your bridge between yourself and source until you um, don't need it to be anymore. Okay, any healing or manifestation that we feel has failed us is because we don't believe that we could be that powerful. So, this is the thing, interesting thing, getting on topic of manifestation, because I just mentioned that this is a time where manifestation can happen very, very fast. So, you know, people really can see that demonstrated very, very quickly if they just try it out. But a lot of times 
you know, what we want to manifest doesn't materialize and we want to know why. And um, part of it really is, is because we don't believe that we're powerful enough to bring something into manifestation. So, but this is to remind us that yes, indeed we are. And then if something's not manifesting, you could be looking at other beliefs around you that you may have that may um, thwart your manifestation or maybe um, you, you can't stretch yourself that far and it really isn't real to you. So, but I also have had occasions where uh, something that I may have wanted to manifest just wouldn't be in alignment with my highest good and uh, sometimes those things don't manifest. Okay, the last one in that section is that we must learn to discriminate in the use of our energies and we had mentioned that before. It's it's important to feel your own body because your body will actually tell you and your own intuition will guide you. So it's about trusting yourself and what you're feeling. Let's move on now to cosmic laws. And by the way, can I just mention that there are many, many, there might perhaps be 60 or 70 of these profound statements from each session that we do, but we've condensed them down just to make them into bite-sized little snippets for the purpose of fitting these profound statements from the Akashic Records into this one-hour show. So we're moving on now to cosmic laws. And the first one is that there are laws throughout creation and the law of attraction is only one of them. And we tend to think, because there's great commercial drive behind that out there in the marketplace, that the law of attraction is the be-all and end-all of all laws. And it's not. It's just one of the laws of creation. And we should actually become aware of ourselves that there are laws of forgiveness and grace, for example. And we have found that the law of forgiveness and grace is actually higher than the law of cause and effect. That is true, but I, I do think that that law of attraction, another way to say that is like attracts to itself that which it is. And, you know, when we're talking in the past little section here about being powerful, and then we come upon this law that says uh, it's the law of attraction, like attracts like. And it's either true all the time or it's never true. It can't be true just some of the time. So when you do go through things, you know, you do have to acknowledge that somehow uh, there's an attraction that's going on there that is causing that to come into play. Okay, but as we go and talk about the law of forgiveness and grace, this is another really important point in this time period because, you know, we've been given a huge, huge blessing and dose of light last December. And it is really uprooting all of um, the ugliness inside of us that we may may have buried underneath the rug. So, you know, forgiveness is huge because if we want to move into a paradigm where things are more peaceful and more innocent, let's say, we do have to forgive. You know, we can't be hanging on to any sort of grudges or grievances or, you know, projecting guilt onto another person. And... It's funny how forgiveness and grace actually go together because grace is the whole action of receiving blessings just because uh, love is the ultimate presence in the universe and it will erase uh, a lot of attractive type things if you forgive. 
Can I say here, Angelos, that we don't want to sound like or we don't want it to come across that we're lecturing in any way. Really, all these are, are statements from source that we have transcribed from our sessions within the, the Akashic Records. And we're, we're simply reading the one-line summaries and just putting a little of our own understanding around them for the benefit of our listeners. But we certainly don't want it to sound like we're giving you know, some, some pointing the finger type of lecture at people. That's not the case. Just take these little snippets of information and digest them and see how they fit within your own consciousness and see, just feel how they feel within your own body. The next one in that line says, there is no limit to the expansion of consciousness. Yes, you could be experiencing forever, Ahano. Okay, and uh, you know that little comment about preaching. You know that comes from your priest lifetime. You know, Hanu. In fact, last night in quantum jumping, you even remember being a monk uh, in Utah, Peru. I did. Wasn't that very interesting? Absolutely amazing experience in quantum jumping. And for those of you who are not familiar with that, do go to Angel Rose's website, angelrose.com. Let me spell it. It's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E dot com. And there you'll see a little section, I think it's on the right-hand side actually, on quantum jumping. Click on that and you'll find out all about what quantum jumping is and isn't. And it's a fascinating way to actually get into this area of expanding your consciousness. And I had a wonderful experience of being a monk, but I don't want that to come across now, as you say, in a preachy kind of way. So the... I don't think you sound preachy at all. Huh? Okay. I'm glad he's not a priest this life because, you know, he really is quite handsome. It'd be a shame, wouldn't it? Okay. Anyway, continuing on. Okay. In all universes, we have uncountable opportunities to remember that we are love and that we are innocent. Okay, so this is quite an interesting little statement. It kind of speaks for itself that we're continually giving more opportunities and more opportunities to know that we are loved and um, that we're innocent. That's just what happens. So the next line was behavior only changes when we remember that we are loved. And that just makes sense that somebody who's behaving badly certainly doesn't know that they're loved. And uh, when that starts to shift, they automatically start to behave differently. So that was kind of obvious. We like to take a little break during the middle of our programs. And this is just a 60-minute show, so we, we don't want to run out of time with this. And because we're halfway through it now, let us just... Remember that we have a sponsor who is Diamond Sun Hosting, consciously hosting your spiritual website since 1993. Find them at diamondsunhosting.com. That's all one word, diamondsunhosting.com. And if you wish to sponsor an episode or the full Honest to God series, contact us at angelrose at angelrose.com. Let's take a short little break and we'll be right back after this. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. 
right, we're going to continue with these little one-liners that we get from our group Akashic Record sessions with Source when people bring their questions to the records on various topics. So we are talking about cosmic laws. And the next statement was, if we were expressing only love, the quality of our lives would open up incredible potential futures for us. So it was asking us to imagine if we were all really in a loving space and our consciousness with, uh, you know, only feeling harmlessness towards all life everywhere, the futures that we would create would just be awesome. The outer is a reflection of the inner and is consciousness dependent. Okay, so this is just a reminder for us that we create from within that from within our consciousness, the outer world comes into being. When we reach the required level of consciousness, we will be able to move interdimensionally. So this is showing us that we do have the power, everybody, to time travel, to move in and out of dimensions, to meet other aspects of ourselves and other realities. We do have the ability within us to do this, and uh, when we reach that awareness, we'll be able to do it. Regrets can come from not utilizing our playing field of consciousness. And that came as a question about life after death. Uh, What Source was basically saying, you know, when you cross over and you have your life review, one of the things you may experience is how much time you've wasted or how much uh, you could have done or could have experienced that you didn't, for one reason or the other, whatever stops or delays us. Uh, So that was just a, a reminder also. Okay. It's a mistaken belief that nothing bad ever happens to spiritual people. We do want to run through these points reasonably quickly, but this is one that deserves to spend a little, a couple of moments on because we encounter many, many, many spiritual people and they can't figure out how come, you know, they have a death in their family or they have a tragedy happen to them or they're in financial difficulty or one thing or another, they're wondering and very worried about it. How come this is happening to me? I'm a spiritual person. You know, I'm, I, I'm connected and yet... And all this stuff is happening to me. So let's spend just a moment discussing that, Angel Rose. Yeah, what it really is about on this journey to self-mastery, excuse me, it's not that something bad never happens to you. It is how you handle it and how you respond to it that really is a measure of your growth. So that's really what I have found through my whole entire journey, you know, and you do find as you do grow in awareness and uh, love and um, harmlessness that the way you can handle situations is very different. So um, you don't get so emotionally upset. um, You come up with solutions faster. So this um, this is really the lesson, I think, in terms of things that we may go through in our lives. The next one says that we can actualize any state of awareness at any moment. And when someone truly forgives, it automatically erases all lesser energies and laws. And that's a very, very powerful one to take on board. When someone truly forgives, it automatically erases all lesser energies and laws. 
And then the next one also is about forgiveness. It says, the memory of negativity is erased in the choosing of true forgiveness. Now, that's actually so powerful when you think about it for a moment because it's our memories of negativity that keeps us caught in that cycle. And what this is saying is the memory of negativity is erased in the choosing of true forgiveness. That's a beautiful line there. I love that. And while we're on the subject of forgiveness, we find the next line says, true forgiveness is the recognition that no one was ever guilty in the first place. That's a tough one for many people, uh huh? Yeah, because um, that takes some maturity spiritually too to kind of grow to that place where you really understand why that is true. But we've talked about judgment before in the records, and sources certainly made it clear uh, in speaking to us that there is no judgment. That all that ever really happens is someone's given another opportunity to realize love. And uh, not everybody takes those opportunities, as is obvious. But what the point is, is we need to be coming from a place where um, we see them as innocent and uh, only loving. There's a statement here that says some of the grid work that people have done has released trapped souls. But equally, some of the grid work that people do may allow entities into this dimensional space. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? And, um, well, again, in the course of these groups, we've seen that, you know, back in the last cycle, uh, back back in the last earth change cycle, when some things weren't that successful, uh, maybe some cataclysms occurred, but there were, you know, races of beings that were here, and some were able to get out, and some went underground. So I've seen that, that there are some beings that are still trapped in places. And what it was suggesting is that when people go out in groups and they feel drawn to a certain place to do some energy work or grid work, that sometimes they actually can help release some souls that may be trapped underneath uh, the earth that they don't even know are there. But equally, it's saying sometimes um, when people do grid work, they open portals and they do allow other entities or beings to come in. So this is also an area that really does require a lot of um, discernment. Before we move on to the next section on creation, I'd like to pose a little question to our listeners. If you knew that you could start afresh with everything forgiven, what would your life look like? What kind of choices would you make? Ponder on that as we move into the section on creation. And this is quite a long section, actually. I think it's 46 or 48 points in this. And we won't labor on all of them, but we'll run through them fairly quickly. Creation exists because God exists. The cause of all realities is consciousness. Our 3D reality is consciousness moving slowly. That begins to make sense now, doesn't it? 3D reality is not the optimal reality because it does not allow for the full expression of the experience of love. Because love is the optimal and only reality. He's giving me this curious look now. He wants me to explain this one. (laughs) Well, I just think it's obvious because we live in a dualistic perception between positive and negative, light and dark, uh, 
judgment and forgiveness, we go back and forth between these two poles all the time, that we don't really experience love uh, as a constant, you know, as as the way to be, as the way to live. And so it just implies that, you know, obviously this planet is working towards that realization in its evolution at some point so that it becomes, uh, you know, a planet of love and light only, uh, where all the duality dissolves into unity. So we're we're on the road to that, and there are other systems that have already grasped that, so that's what that's saying. Uh-huh. Right. And the field of love, as I'm finding out here, is not a fluctuating field. It is a constant. And Source describes karma as a cycle of excluding love. That's a very interesting answer because many, many times we get asked, what is karma? And we would go through our kind of intellectual understanding of what karma is. And there's a beautiful, simple, and very, very clear explanation from Source about what karma is. It's a cycle of excluding love. Mm-hmm. The more karma that people create, the more 3D reality gets locked in. And there is a level of creation that we don't know that's on the level of unity consciousness. You can have diversity in the field of unity consciousness. Perceptions. Here we talk about perception. And perception is a demonstration of a non-optimal reality. Wow, these these are deep, aren't they? But aren't they wonderful? You, You could spend a whole day, you could spend many lifetimes actually just getting to grips with any one of these points. What did you say about perception? <laughs> That's a perception too, I guess. Huh? Let's just grasp it in the here and now. Breath is connected to creative expression. Original breath is an expression of love and desire. The I am caused breath, thereby divine breath caused vibration and movement causing creation. The void goes through points of compaction which implode and explode causing creation through the release of massive vibrations and movement. And we live all our creations simultaneously. Mm. We live all our creations simultaneously. That's why many, many people are experiencing these kind of bleed-throughs and experiencing multidimensional reality which is an interesting concept. Through prosperity is the measure of the love that we have for all creation. Well, that's a good one, Ahano, especially when people are going through mm. such uh, financial difficulty, even though pro- true prosperity you know, isn't really about money, but certainly it does embrace money as well. But I remember Source talking to us in great detail that true prosperity uh, is communication with all life everywhere. The I am is contained in the formless void. And Source has said to us, ask to see your original I am. If you, in your meditation the next time, or next time you're in a a place that you feel warm and safe and comfortable, ask to see your original I am, and you will have a wonderful experience. Nothing comes into manifestation without sound which is vibration. And this is where we get the original first line in the Bible about in the beginning was the word, actually was the sound. Once you have self-aware beings, you have unlimited potential for diversity. Now, isn't that an interesting opening up of the possibility of all life everywhere? 
And many, many people on this planet still believe this is the only place where there's life. And this statement from Source says, diversity is the result, I'm sorry, diversity causes infinity of possibilities. And diversity is the result of the implosions and explosions of life itself. And you can have as many universes as you have the potential for diversity. All diversity and all life is loved by God's source. Yes, it makes me think back on uh, when we were asking for something about creation or what's the meaning of creation, what's the purpose of creation. And first came back and said, you know, for pleasure, you know, for God's pleasure, for our pleasure, that this is the purpose of creation. And uh, there was such an element of delight in it. And I think people really need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we come across all the time, too, indeed, in our, in our own perceptions, is that we live in this dualistic world where things are limited. You know, we have limited resources. And there's a statement here from the Akashic Records from Source that says, all planets are places of unlimited possibilities. We have the capability of an incredible, unlimited creative awareness. And it's not possible that you are here out of error. And I'd love people to take this one on board because we get so many people coming to us and saying to us and emailing us and writing and calling saying, you know, I, I don't want to be here. I, you know, I was never meant to be here. I came here by accident or I must have been crazy making this choice. But nobody is here out of error. The law of cause and effect is always in perfect relationship with self. There are denser planets than Earth and the denser, the, the denser they are, the closer to implosion that they are. It's an interesting thing because many people talk about, you know, the death of Earth, about how it is going down a black hole and all that kind of thing. But there are denser planets than Earth, and the denser, the closer to implosion that they are. Earth is not at the density which results in implosion. And then, let me just let me just comment on that though, and say that we really do need to keep the consciousness yes. of this planet up because uh, we are in a war. We're still in a war between uh, forces that to enslave us and uh, take away our awareness. Uh, so we we need to keep it up, uh huh. Yes, and just following on from that point about you know not being happy on Earth, this statement here says for those that are not happy on Earth, tracking your origins would be a big help. And this is something that people also are coming into more and more awareness about, and that is where they may have come from. And we thankfully hear people more and more saying, I'm definitely. Palladian or Arcturian or Martian or whatever it might be, but they're getting a grasp on the fact that they, their origins may not be from this planet at all. and helps explain why they may have that sense of unhappiness or ungroundedness. But there's a point that Angel Rose makes all the time, and that is that the reason we're here is to master this density. So, you know, be in the here and now, like our famous counterparts say and preach Remember, this is about the moment. Be in the moment. Be here. Be now. Fully in your full awareness. Entities have destroyed many, many planets using dark magic technologies. So this is something that, again, should be in your awareness, but not be in fear about. Every dimension has its own rhythm. And we are already being affected by fifth dimensional rhythms. Our chakras would disappear in fifth dimensional space. 
the quality of consciousness of the beings in other dimensions affect its perception of time. Gosh, you, you really do need to get a hold of a copy of these rather than just listening to these being, being broadcast on the air. If you go to angelrose.com, you actually you will be able to get a copy of them there. And I would recommend it because each of these is a study in its own right. Until we learn and remember love, we must unravel dark energies at the level that they're at. The spectrum of colors is not a fact in other dimensions. See how we take these things and, you know, we assume that they're cosmic laws and we assume that they are the same in all dimensions. There's a statement that says not true. The spectrum of colors is not a fact in other dimensions. Well, I've even been shown also, though, Ahano, that even in this dimension that we're in, there are many, many more colors than we're aware of. Yes. And it's also true that you can perceive other realities right now, but to be in other realities requires conscious compatibility with them. And this is when people talk about raising your, your vibrations and raising your frequency. And because when you do, then you come into conscious alignment and conscious compatibility with other realities. Organs of the body are the gears running consciousness in this reality. See, this is how we're tied to the physical, because the organs of the body are the gears running consciousness in this reality. Mm. And then further to explain that, the next line actually goes into our core geometric template by saying that the star tetrahedron is the core geometric template of this planet and of this reality. Mm-hmm. And the star tetrahedron is coded for Christ consciousness in all life forms. Yes, and that's what we're trying to realize on this planet, is coming to the Christ consciousness level. And that certainly is a level of uh, love for all life everywhere and the ability to communicate with all life everywhere. All right, we have been coded for a six-star Merkaba, but we have been operating at a five-star frequency. So uh, what this really means, again, is the the six-pointed star Merkaba is the Christ Consciousness Merkaba, and it is what is around us that needs to be activated. The potential is definitely there, excuse me, and we're coded for it. So it'll it'll just function on its own once we each reach that level. There is nothing that can destroy the creations of source. How about that one, Hannah? I know. Isn't that something that is, is, is it's in a way, it's kind of shocking to, to read it and to say it out loud because we're under this impression that you know we, we are destroying our resources and that we're, we're mutilating our planet. And there's, that statement says, nothing can destroy the creations of source. Yeah, but let's let's discern the levels here because this is where Source talks on different levels, okay? <clears throat> you know, what Source is saying that ultimately it it has uh, created life and that life can never be destroyed, never will be destroyed, and life will always renew itself ultimately. Whether something implodes or explodes, um, life will begin again. It can always be renewed. So... But the creations of source are love and life, and those can never, never, ever be destroyed. But it doesn't mean that down here we can't uh, destroy our planet. Okay, so I just had to make that distinction, okay? 
Yes, and I'm glad you did bring it up too because in all of the work that we do, we find that we are speaking at multiple levels. Indeed, if you were to uh, tap into or go to our website, you'd find information about the eight steps to freedom. And in there, we found that we had to explain in really, really great detail the fact that whenever Source says something, it is speaking at certain levels of understanding. And many of us have different levels of understanding. Somebody may be operating true, just purely in 3D reality, and for them, everything is must be measured by science, and it must be physical, and there must be proof, and all that kind of thing, the way the Western mind has been thinking. And then there's the next level, let's call it, where people have a more intuitive approach and use their minds more and their intuition and their emotions to be more discerning. And then there's all these multiple levels. So when we talk about destroying, Angel Rose rightly points out that she's talking about the creations of source are love and that cannot be destroyed. But certainly on the level of the earth, for example, many people would believe that this is our construct. And because we made it and God didn't, then there's a whole different level of understanding around that. Yeah, we could talk about that for a while. I don't know what makes what. All right, but we are moving into reality now, which will be the topic of my next book, by the way, The Nature of Reality. So these are just tiny little um, statements about reality. Okay, and um, one of these statements is, the awareness of multiple realities will soon become the norm. And I think that's quite interesting. At least science is heading that way to be discovering multi-dimensions, multi-levels of reality. Um, So we can look forward to that, really, to find out that there's all sorts of other things going on right here, right now, through our Earth. All right, reality as we know it is a reflection of our own consciousness. And certainly you'll see this in other realities and... um, you know, there is a, it's a suggestion that every single thought creates a reality at some level. And, of course, people hear that and it can be quite scary to realize that. But it, nonetheless, it is true, okay, that all thoughts create reality at some level. All right. Yes, the next one in the line of the reality section, the profundities, what we're reading are the one-liner statements from the summaries of the group Akashic Records that Angel Rose and Ahanu do every single week. And if you want to find out where we do them, you'll find it from our website, angelrose.com, A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E.com. And under the section of Akashic Records, you'll actually find that these these statements and you will be able to read them and download them and listen to them. And in fact, we're starting to post them on YouTube and various other places. So you will get hold of them in a multiple of ways. You can listen to them, you can read them, and uh, you can download them and listen to them at your leisure. So in the subject of reality, life is aliveness, and aliveness is awake to multiple realities. Reality, as we know it, is a reflection of our own consciousness, and Geroz did read that one. Reality does not operate independent of our collective consciousness. In other words, we're tied into a collective consciousness here that we think is real. This is the 3D reality that we're familiar with. The playing fields of each reality are still the function of the consciousness of the being in that reality. Now, this needs to stretch your, your... your mind a little bit to grasp it. I think what it's saying is that 
in another reality, the consciousness is a reflection of the beings in that reality, which is why we may not be able to perceive them, because we're just not tuned into that, that, that playing field. Now, there's a lovely statement here that came out, and that was that the choirs of angels close to the throne of God are also a reality. Hmm. A quantum shift can happen in any reality through a simple choice. Now, I love this because this gives us back the power to be able to say, yes, I remember that, or I have the ability to experience that. So it's just a simple choice. So let's make this choice for this growth in awareness, for this leap in consciousness. You, in another reality, would have a different appearance. Now, how about that? We hold on to this appearance that we have. It's the only thing we have. We can't let it go. But you, in another reality, would have a different appearance. All realities offer the freedom to realize anything that we desire. Now, isn't that a beautiful thing? Here we are struggling in this 3D, uh, thinking that we can't achieve anything, and the struggle that's involved and the difficulties and the blockages that we encounter. And this says simply, all realities offer the freedom to realize anything that we desire. Different realities have their own definition of spiritual hierarchy. Now, there you go, you see. I like this because it just shows that we think that spiritual hierarchy only exists here. But different realities have their own definition of it. And that's worth considering. Yes, but what was implied in that statement also was that they may just be belief systems too. Yes. Yes. And it also opens up the possibility to us to consider that while we may perceive this reality to be imperfect, there may well be beings in other realities that consider their reality to be imperfect also. So this, this concept of, perf- of perception is, is a wonderful thing to explore. What is true and certain is that knowledge of other realities is always beneficial. Connecting to other realities is offered at places of communication that we call portals. You see, this is where it brings it back to us in our 3D, where people would say, yes, I, uh, you know, Newgrange is a portal, or Stonehenge is a portal, or the Pyramids of Egypt is a portal, or various high-energy places around the Earth, around our planet, around our reality. And when you connect to them, it offers the opportunity to have a look at other realities. But let's remind ourselves that we also were told by source that we have a portal in our brain. We have a pyramid, a capstone in our brain, Ahana, between our ears and our pineal gland that it creates a, a portal area in there. And if we were to <clears throat> meditate on it, my voice is going today, Ahana. If we were to meditate um, in that area of our brain, that that is a connection to hyperspace. I think your voice maybe is going into hyperspace, Angel Rose. We have to leave the reading of those Honest to God series summaries of the group Akashic Records right now because we're coming close to the end of our program. So let's just remind you that you're listening to the Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Mountain, 10 Central, 11 Eastern, and 3 p.m. Or I think it's actually 4 p.m. The late hour time difference, Greenwich Mean Time. 
and we've been discussing the profound statements from the Akashic Records here today. Remember that those summaries that you've just heard are from the group Akashic Sessions that you can find at angelrose.com forward slash Akashic hyphen records or just go to angelrose.com search for Akashic Records. Indeed, I think if you're just to go to Google now and search on there or any of those nice big search engines, Angel Rose comes up pretty top as an authority. She doesn't like me to say that as an authority on the Akashic Records. Let's make a few quick announcements. The Eight Steps to Freedom is available, folks. It's at 8stepstofreedom.com. That's hyphenated and has a number 8. 8-steps2freedom.com. And Get hold of that program. It's absolutely wonderful that we've developed over the last number of months. Angel Rose's book, A Time of Change, is available at atimeofchange.info. The Nature of Reality is available for pre-order now at thenatureofreality.info. That's all one word, thenatureofreality.info. We hold group Akashic Records every Wednesday evening in San Diego. You'll find information about that on the Meetup group. So go to meetup.com and either search for Akashic Records or Angel Rose or Ahanu or you can actually type in directly Akashic-Records-Group, Akashic Records Group. Now, we are also starting to hold our group Akashic Records online. We've had tremendous demand for it. So look out on angelrose.com for that announcement so you can take part and participate from anywhere in the world. Opt into angelrose.com in the top left-hand side. Let us have your email address so we can keep you up to date with all of what's going on in this growth of awareness, this field of consciousness. And remember, when you do sign on, you will get free ebooks, you will get the summaries, you will get uh, invitations, and you will get free pictures too if you go to my own website, ahanu.com. So we want to thank you most sincerely for being with us. We're moving into the last few minutes, or last few seconds actually of our show today. We want to say a huge thank you for being with us and for listening to us and being willing and being open and being vulnerable to these wonderful summaries from the group, from the Akashic Records of Source. With love, blessings, and thank you for listening to Ahanu and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series, and we'll see you next week. See you next week for our guest, Penny Kelly, once again, talking about consciousness. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gale Rose and Ahanu.